1: Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. Well, it's a judge in Boston rejecting a Harvard student's request for extra extra time during her nine-hour medical licensing exam so she can pump some breast milk for her infant daughter. The judge saying she has other options besides a rule change. It's our focus, we do it on a regular basis, on science-based nutrient supplementation. Dr. Luke Bucci, a well-known research scientist in the field of nutrition, joins us today as he does on a regular basis. Our series for this month, Men's Health, our focus on joint health for the men in your life today at 1-800-307-3002 with Dr. Luke Bucci joining us right here on Healthy Talk Radio.
0: Now, the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest.
1: I have not seen this study elsewhere. Consumer Reports brings it to our attention. In fact, it's going to be published in their October issue, suggesting that Viagra impairs male fertility. Apparently, there's a most recently published study taking a look at 57 men and found that all of them had had impaired fertility after taking a 100 milligram Viagra. So, the take home message is uh, that if you're using Viagra, have fertility problems, talk about this uh, with your physician. That, of course, as with any medication uh, new to the marketplace, we are now discovering the long term effects. And just keep in mind, with the Women's Health Initiative, it took some 40 years. For some of the risk of synthetic prescription um, estrogen, this was the Prempro, the combination of Premarin equine estrogen and Progestin synthetic progesterone, to be known. Well, if you're trying to control your chil- children's calories and blood sugar, the British Journal of Nutrition this month has some words of recommendations. They took a look at British children fed. Various breakfasts on different day of the week, what they found is on the days when children ate a low glycemic index breakfast, this is what qualifies when our mother said breakfasts that stick to our ribs breakfast that can uh, that are uh, consumed uh, cons- uh, uh, actually uh, uh, are filled with whole grains, uh, whether they're whole grain cereals or whole grain uh, uh, breads, um, you know, sources of, of foods that have a lot of fiber, like um, whole fruits as well. These were the days that the children consumed fewer calories, and the children said they felt fuller for a longer period of time after that low glycemic index breakfast. So. Cooked oatmeal, all brand cereal, uh, soil or flaxseed breads with um, whole fruit jams, oat brand cereal, whole grain pumpernickel bread, and fruits like uh, apples, mangoes, and plums, low glycemic uh, breakfast that help to control your kids' calories. No, oh, by the way, it works for you too. Well, it's an overview in The Washington Post of all places, as vitamins go, d you are my sunshine that when we think of vitamin D, we tend to think of strong bones, but one of the most recently uh, revealed benefits is longevity. And what this article in The Washington Post goes on to uh, um, educate us about is the fact that so many of us vitamin D deficient. And uh, when we take a look at the flu season, and now the adage that's becoming so widespread, you need to have your flu shot. For many researchers, this is the time of the year when we should be looking at our vitamin D levels. You can do so with a blood test. Take some more vitamin D. It uh, may have a, a larger role when it comes to protecting you against that seasonal influenza because it seems to go hand in hand with more flu and cold when people are more vitamin D deficient. Well, this is intriguing. A new source of stem cells, the body's master cells, that are now being used in targeted experiments, whether it's um, a heart. Uh, that has been damaged by a heart attack or heart failure, uh, brains that have been damaged by conditions like Parkinson's disease, cancer patients who are trying to regenerate um, their immune system and build a defense against their cancer, now they find that tissue from men's testicles can be easily picked out, grown in batches uh, big enough to be used medicinally, that they actually can be shown to make stem cells. This research comes from Wild Cornell Medical College, Howard Hughes Medical Institute. Uh, they are now trying to translate this to a larger scale. That the more primitive the stem cell, the more flexible it is, the more tissues it can be used to uh, to attack. Uh, adult stem cells, while they can be harvested, uh, they're much more difficult with which to work. So they say a, a small, a little sample of flesh from the testicles provides enough cells to uh, be a large, um, um, a source of stem cells, which may be medicinal for you or even family members down the line. Well, it's a patch. The patch uh, that is being developed by Maryland-based vaccine maker IOMAI, I-O-M-A-I Corporation, they took a look at 59 people who used this vaccine patch, went to places like New Delhi and Guatemala, and found that 56 of the 59 people wearing this skin patch vaccine developed traveler's diarrhea. This skin patch, which is designed to be a prophylaxis for traveler's diarrhea, because in many cases we are being exposed to disease-causing microbes to which we're, um, are foreign to us uh, if we're exposed to other water supply systems and foods that have been washed in these waters. So with the most common cause of traveler's diarrhea, enterotoxigenic E. coli bacteria. This patch delivers a toxin um, uh, causing the bacteria safely through the skin to trigger an immune response. Uh, The trial is being headed by DuPont and um, may be, I guess, a reality of the future when you travel to foreign lands to use a skin patch as a prophylactic Against Traveler's Diarrhea. Well, it stands to reason, but now we know for sure. Canadian researchers have examined the long-term ramifications of somebody with asthma, with asthma exacerbations, and what they found is that intermittent uh, periods of worsening airway inflammation, in other words, when you have an an asthma crisis, an asthma flare-up, leads to excessive lung function decline, that what we found in people who have um, chronic asthma and long-term incidents of um, asthmatic crisis, we find the annual uh, lung function decline can be significant. And knowing that respiratory diseases are still one of the top five killers in this country, important for all of us to know that inflammation makes a difference in allergies, asthma, and in lung function, well, this comes from Consumer Report taking a look at the uh, the White House um, and uh, the Bush administration's uh, position on FDA reform legislation. what recently passed the House of Representatives that will require drug companies to publicly post clinical trial results so that doctors and the public, you and me, researchers, could review them. Of course, because of vested interest inside the beltway, they are trying to block this provision that would allow drug companies to continue to conduct their clinical trials in secret, hiding the results from you and me cherry-picking, only those clinical trials they wish to make public, so uh, knowing that next week we'll be at Expo East in Baltimore, we'll try and get some of the political figures to talk about this important issue. Speaking of important issues inside the Beltway, Congress moving closer on a final version of a bill to give the Food and Drug Administration new power to restrict medications that raise safety concerns, which begs the question for most of us, uh, don't they have the, the requisite power now? Is it that they're not just exercising that power? What's the problem that we see so many medications on the market that end up with long-term harm? So, Congress near passing a bill strengthening the FDA will delve into it in upcoming shows. Coming back, we're going to talk about can bacterial infections lead to heart disease? At the bottom of the hour, Dr. Luke Bucci, a well known nutrition research scientist, will join us today. It's our series on men's health, all part of science based nutrient supplementation, focusing on joint health on Healthy Talk Radio.
0: Your limo driver on the expressway to a healthier you. Cruising the healthcare highway with Deborah Ray and Healthy Talk Radio.
1: Science-based nutrient supplementation is what we talk about each and every week during this time with Dr. Luke Vucci as our guide. He'll be joining us today at the bottom of the hour. It's a men's health series focus. Uh, today we'll be talking uh, more about joint health, particularly as it relates to uh, to the guys in our lives. Before we get to that, this is intriguing. Uh, it was posted today at, at Medscape WebMD, uh, Finnish Research They found um, that using a new methodology, they found that more than half, 63% of the DNA sequence types that they were able to identify in uh, abdominal aorta samples were related to human um, uh, bacterial pathogens. So, So what are they saying here? They're saying that pathogenic bacteria appear to either contribute to the process of hardening the arteries or maybe even stimulate that. Of course, this is not new research. There has been much research over the past years um, that, for example, chlamydia bacteria have been revealed to be a part of um, a a large percentage of atherosclerotic plaque. And we've talked to uh, noted researchers um, like Dr. Richard Fleming of the Fleming Heart Institute out of Nebraska. He believes that heart disease is multifactorial Um, activity makes a difference inflammation makes a difference Uh, bacteria makes a difference in fact there's been some intriguing studies to indicate that in many people who have blockage, hardening of the arteries if they take an antimicrobial uh, uh, an antibacterial agent that they, uh, they actually exhibit less blockage less atherosclerosis is it is it the smoking gun? No, because there's some studies that show just the opposite. But um, in this study, taking a look at um, bacterial uh, about plaque and looking for bacteria in plaque, they seem to identify uh, certain bacterial sequences that several species of uh, bacteria, pathogens, involved in the acosclerotic process. So it gives you much more of an appreciation that we are microbial beings. And whether it's the 700 species of bacteria that we find in our mouth that we have to have in that um, integral balance, because if you have bacteria that create Cavities, dental caries, bacteria that create gum disease, bacteria that create um, even more serious bone infections that be, might be related to, to root canals, that has a, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing people say now it's a fast track to heart disease. And knowing that, you know, whether it's H. pylori in our stomach, uh, there are, are bacteria that withstand stomach acid, that are important for overall health and, of course, the gut. We know, for example, if you're taking antibiotic, you may be developing secondary yeast infections because you've upset that, uh, that your body's uh, uh, you know, essential, delicate uh, microbial balance or even situations where you end up with uh, diarrhea Um, uh, gastrointestinal upset after taking a bacteria because you're not only killing the bad bacteria you kill the good bacteria as well well they developed a new product actually funded the research so just keep that in mind we're talking about pushing the sponsors product Procter & Gamble a new hand foam that they say fights bacteria better and longer than the commercially available alcohol gels It's a new sanitizing hand foam um, that they used on people after they washed their hands with soap and water, finding a 30% improvement over alcohol-based gels. But, of course, it doesn't speak to the fact that the research has been pretty uh, significant. In fact, the Food and Drug Administration actually organized, uh, convened an expert panel who concluded that antibacterial Soaps and washes and sprays and wipes um, do no better a job than simply washing your hands well with warm water and standard soap so. Procter & Gamble, of course wisely so for their uh, their stockholders. They want to sell more product, a new hand foam fighting bacteria better and longer than commercially available alcohol gels. Well, it's under the, the moniker of Tricks of the Trade in today's Wall Street Journal the right brush for a dentist's own teeth. They're interviewing a dentist over the fact that there are so many options out there these days when it comes to brushing your teeth. And sometimes bristles can be too harsh for for teeth and gums. Expensive power brushes often boast features that are are, are actually unnecessary. Many brush heads are, are far too big. So when they surveyed Dennis, what they found is a simple soft bristled electric brush. That only is going to run you, you know, about forty dollars. You want one that's um, uh, plug-in because the battery-operated um, uh, tend to require users to hold down the power button as they brush. You want one uh, that you can replace the head. You know, how available are the replacement heads? Because you should be replacing them every three months that your bristles shouldn't get so worn that they look like they've been sat upon, and you're going to have to brush harder if you have uh, bristles that look all too worn. So good brushing, a crucial first step when it comes to teeth cleaning as well as the whitening uh, process. So a lot of options out there. Today's Wall Street Journal, the right brush for a dentist-owned teeth. Well, it's a little bit more uh, information in the ongoing Actos versus Avandia saga. Both of these blood sugar controlling medications, both of them recently coming under scrutiny because they both have been linked to more heart failure. Now, Avandia has been linked to more heart attacks and strokes in addition to heart failure. And now uh, at a medical meeting this week in Amsterdam, uh, the presentation that people who start taking Actos gain better control of blood sugar than those taking Avandia. But it doesn't tell you the long-term message that you can control blood sugar using lifestyle far more effectively using lifestyle techniques. Avondi and Actos um, prevent and control blood sugar about 47% of the time. If you use uh, getting all the bad fats out of your diet, get some good fats each day. If you eat grains, eat only whole grains. Eat lots of fruits and vegetables each and every day. Uh, get some form of activity each day, supplement wisely, you can control blood sugar 93% of the time. You're not going to have to worry about what's being presented at the European Association for the Study of Diabetes. Actos beats Avondia in blood sugar and blood fat control. Well, this is one of these uh, instances where it kind of makes you ask more questions. Steroid use in pregnancy, mostly safe. It's reports in today's uh, New England Journal of Medicine with uh, mixed signals being offered by studies uh, about the long-term safety of repeatedly giving pregnant women steroids intended to prevent the complications once um, the, the specter of premature delivery seems likely. Of course, there has been a move afoot recently to say doctors really are not being consistent as possible, taking a look at the fact that all drug use should be viewed with extreme scrutiny during pregnancy as it once was, and also begs the question, mostly safe what does that mean you also hear the term relatively safe what what does that mean and why premature birth is something uh to be avoided if all possible you know what are the risks involved with using steroids during pregnancy to try and diminish the risk of premature birth a lot of other factors um, certainly can be efficacious and perhaps even avoid the use of steroids. We're going to return. It's our Men's Health Series focus today on joint health. Dr. Luke Bucci joining us, Vice President of Research for Shift Nutrition. We invite you to join us, 800-307-3002.
0: The information on Healthy Talk Radio may be eye-opening, controversial, and disturbing to some, but it is all well-documented and presented by credentialed guests as well as our knowledgeable host. It may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but it might just be good for your health. This segment with Dr. Luke Bucci is being sponsored by SHIP. The brand consumers have trusted for 70 years and the maker of single-day multivitamins.
1: Our focus each and every week uh, during this time on science-based nutrient supplementation. We know of no better guide uh, than a research scientist uh, of much uh, renown in the field of nutrition, a noted um, uh, expert in the field of laboratory analysis, vice president of research for Schiff Nutrition International, noted educator, author in this arena, Dr. Luke Bucci, who joins us each and every week during this time. Uh, we're uh, in the midst of a series about Men's health. We've talked about that quirky prostate gland. We've talked about um, the health of men's heart. Today we move on to joint health. Luke, hello and welcome.
2: Good morning, Deborah.
1: Well, with the the gridiron. Guess heating up these days, and we're all you know rooting for whether our fa- our, our favorite uh, college team or, uh, or or pro team. Luke, I see so much more focus these days about concussions and brain injury. Mm. But but I also wonder, uh, you know, whether you're an armchair quarterback or actually out there on the field. What does that mean in terms of putting your joints at risk?
2: Oh boy, I you know if you follow the news on, on uh, the especially the the National Football League Players Association, the last year they've been uh, trying to lobby for more uh, medical care for joints. In other words, a lot of their people are just so beat up, they're, they're virtual cripples. They can't move well. Sometimes they're just housebound. And it gets worse as they get older now that a lot of them are getting up into their 70s and 80s and even 60s, they're finding that they're way behind the curve in terms of mobility, and it's because their joints have just been uh, smashed and destroyed over the years, and not to mention all the different surgeries for all those ACL ligament tears and all those strains and pulls, especially in the knees. And who can forget Bo Jackson, just the epitome of health and Then all of a sudden, his career was just ruined because of a necrotic hip from all the times he was hit during football, and had to have a knee—sorry, hip replacement—and his career, beautiful career, was was over in baseball. So we see it over and over again that men just crunch themselves. Uh, I don't even know what the statistics are in, with the rugby players, but I'd be real interested to see. I'll bet it's a lot worse than even football players. But We have an epidemic of just musculoskeletal degeneration uh, based on previous injuries or overuse or just getting hit too many times. Uh, so it's more than just the noggin. It's the hips. It's the knees. It's the shoulders. Uh, elbows ankles uh, uh, any joint you name it it's it's a big and growing problem for men
1: so knowing that these guys, on average, live a lot less in terms of total number of years, perhaps as many as 25 years less than the average American uh, male in this country, and we link um, um, you know, some of the, the major causes of death in this country, heart disease with inflammation, uh, for example, from, from gum disease, what yeah. about chronic joint inflammation? Can that be bad uh, for overall men's um, heart health as well? Uh,
2: Oh, I definitely agree. And we're not even talking the, the well-known, very high inflammation of rheumatoid arthritis. We're just talking the usual osteoarthritis or just the degenerative joint disease that's not even called osteoarthritis yet. Uh, there is inflammation going on. It's low level, and it goes on insidiously because most people don't seek attention or medical care until it starts to hurt and limit their function and, and limit their ability to move and their lifestyle. And by then, you know, there's been a pretty good amount of inflammation going on. So, depending on how many joints you have, it's it's like a little festering sore of inflammation that's nagging the entire body. So, I think it adds to the burden. Um, I'm not. I think there are statistics that show when if you have more osteo or if you have osteoarthritis, mm-hmm. you have a slightly higher risk of. Uh, cardiovascular diseases, so there is a link, and I think it also works the other way around too. If you have a lot of inflammation in the arteries and plaque and atherosclerosis, you're you're hurting your joints two ways. One is that yes, you're getting more inflammation in general in the body, and that also hurts the joints. Uh, but number two, you're you're not giving it the blood supply it needs, and I, I got to pound this into everybody's heads that your your cartilage in your joints. Are a, a, uh, They've had a deprived nutritional childhood <laughs> and deprived nutrition, period. They don't have blood vessels in, inside the joint to feed them. They have to rely on diffusion of their nutrients and oxygen from the uh, bone and from the joint lining. And sometimes that's um, a long way off if you're a little cartilage cell in the middle of cartilage of your knee joint. It would be like your grocery store. If you live in New York City, your grocery store is in Denver.
1: Oh, and Think
2: about that. And you have to walk.
1: <laughs> so, so, so people have not read your book about joints, which remains one of my all-time favorites on the topic. What nutrients are important for joint health, Luke?
2: Well, I, you still, glucosamine is still a number one. I don't think that it's ever going to not be important. Uh, sure, the GATE study didn't see a whole lot of changes, but there were some big problems with that study. But virtually every other study in the world has seen big improvements with glucosamine. But I think the reason why I'm saying glucosamine, glucosamine, glucosamine is because it's, it's doing something that only one of one the thing has been shown to do, and that's actually stop the loss of cartilage. Stop the loss, and sometimes even rebuild cartilage. And this is in people with uh, clinically determined and diagnosed osteoarthritis. That that's unheard of, unheard of. And that's I think why there's a lot of resistance in the medical community around the world to using glucosamine because we've all been indoctrinated to think that well, cartilage is just a it's virtually dead if it if there's any problem with it if it gets uh, destroyed or if it goes away, there's no chance of getting it back. And uh, that in general, I think that's been true, but mm-hmm. the data on glucosamine, long term, we're talking more than a year, three, five, eight years worth of use, is showing that in the majority of people, it's actually stopping cartilage loss, and, and that's 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 the holy grail of arthritis treatment because if you don't stop the loss, you have to replace the joint sooner or later and you just descend into this never-ending spiral of pain and loss of function. And I think another reason that you have more heart disease in people with joint problems is you just don't exercise because it hurts. Mm-hmm. And it's a serious problem. So if you can get to moving again, everything in the body gets better. You get much better longevity, et cetera. So that's, I think, what glucosamine can do, and also chondroitin sulfate can do that too, but there's a few other issues with chondroitin, notably its cost, and uh, there has been quality control issues. Those have really all been straightened out now, but glucosamine just has that data out to eight years now. You can cut your risk of getting uh, hip and, and knee replacements by half.
1: Wow! Wow! So knowing that you know the discussion is about you know high school athletes and being silent on on concussions. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when do we start? Because I'm uh, I'm reminded, you know, of some recent research coming out of uh, out of Great Britain. They took a look at at tennis players, young tennis players, as young as 16, and already saw some significant changes in their backs, even though they didn't have pain. Obviously, uh, you know, th- that pounding, that that activity. Taken to the extreme as, as, uh, as they were in, in in you know in, in active comp- uh, competitive tennis, uh, how do you uh, you know uh, set the stage for protecting those uh, those joints um, throughout your life, Luke? I,
2: I think you have to treat our youngsters that are into heavy duty athletics just like they're an oldster that has walk, is walking with a cane. I think they do need the glucosamine and or chondroitin throughout. Their, their exercising, uh, career. Uh, and, and I say that for two reasons. One is there's a study from Germany in, in the early 1980s that actually looked at jumpers' knees in teenagers. And, and these were, of course, a very common problem when people start playing basketball or, or other sports of any kind. And if your, your patella is hurting the kneecap, and it's sometimes the connecting tendons and ligaments or it's the cartilage behind the kneecap, but whatever it is, they gave these kids glucosamine, and after about two to three months, they were back to almost 100%. In other words, they were all back to their their typical activity levels, Uh, and these are teenagers, teenagers if we're not talking 50 60 70 year old people right. then this is not something that's been going on for 20 30 years or a lifetime this this is uh, something that will cause osteoarthritis later in life so if it can stop the the damage and the symptomatology for what we know about how glucosamine works i think is going to stop the uh, chance of getting Arthritis later in life. So I, I and other other analogy or not analogy example is uh, back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, Jim Kelly, who was the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills for for a while there, uh, lost all those Super Bowls to the Broncos, unfortunately. But before that, he was with the Houston Gamblers in that that new football league. And the entire team was on a supplement program that did include chondroitin sulfate. There wasn't glucosamine available at that time and they they exhibited less injuries or when they were injured, they had better recovery times and in fact, Jim Kelly did come back for the playoffs after a knee injury unexpectedly and and it really um and they won that so I've seen it with my own eyes if you give young people uh-huh. that are being damaged right. These things, they, they, I think it'll help them out right then and there, but more importantly, I think it'll help them later in life.
1: Now you and I knew it. A lot of nutritional physicians already knew it. The dosage makes a difference. So Vanderbilt University recently, uh, you know, confirmed that when it comes to vitamin E as an antioxidant, the dosage matters. Uh, talk with us, you know, about the does the dosage matter when it comes to glucosamine and joint health, Luke?
2: Oh yes, I, I think you have to go with the literature here. The the Europeans have been using 1,500 milligrams per day. They've gone to doing it once, once a day. Either it's in a little uh, powder drink mix or you take a few pills at one time and i think that's the best way to go take the 1500 milligrams all at once in in fact you can now find uh 1500 milligrams of glucosamine in a single pill it's a big pill but uh it you can find it and then it's just one pill a day that makes it easier um That's important because that's where this reversal of cartilage loss finding comes from. Is every day 1500 milligrams, and if it's glucosamine alone, that that's the least expensive joint care supplement. The combination with chondroitin uh, hasn't been uh, tested that long yet for cartilage loss. And in, in fact, next month we. Hopefully, we'll find out what happened after six months from that NIH gate study, and I predict nothing because uh, they had problems with the absorption of of their chondroitin, in fact, and that, that bothered the absorption of glucosamine, so I don't think they'll see anything. Also, it's too early to tell. You have to wait a year or two. So in other words, uh, that that we know. We know that 1,500 milligrams of glucosamine is good. Mm -hmm. For for chondroitin, 800 to 1,200 is good. 1,200 works a little better, and that's what you usually find in most combo products. But uh, we're also seeing a new trend now where a lot of companies are adding in anti-inflammatory herbals and replacing some of the chondroitin, And, and some of those formulas have had clinical testing and are showing actually better results than just glucosamine and chondroitin alone.
1: So if you take a look at at uh, you know the natural approaches to dealing with inflammation, as you did in your book, uh, Luke, uh, what are some of the standout ones to you that the science is really there to back them up?
2: Well, I have to be a little nepotistic here because I've personally spent a lot of time looking into the, the combination of skullcap and black catechu, And I've seen the genomic data on that that it actually can down-regulate the entire cascade of of inflammation and inflammatory gene expression. And uh, therefore, it's working on a very basic level that uh, won't have the side effects that the COX-2 inhibitor drugs did because they just threw a monkey wrench in that system in one specific part, which caused a, a a reaction and escalation of other areas. If you kind of turn off the master switch, you can tone things down appropriately without problems. And, and that's what those two herbs can do. Uh, they been, they've been clinically tested and shown to be about twice as good as glucosamine and chondroitin alone when it's combined with glucosamine. So in other words, uh, that's one herbal combination that's had very sophisticated, actually pharmaceutical style genomic testing and uh, very specific testing for its anti-inflammatory mechanisms and also testing for Possible drug interactions with the liver enzymes that metabolize drugs, and it gets metabolized in the intestines, not the liver, so it doesn't appear to have those kind of issues. So we're starting to see a, 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 a cluster of, of herbs and natural extracts. Uh, another one would be curcumin. Well, or before
1: the... you move on to, to curcumin, because okay. um, uh, the, the the ones you mentioned may be, you know, like w- what did he say? Repeat that one more oh. time. Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's it's Chinese. Skullcap,
1: okay.
2: our Scutellaria. All right. And then black catachu, which is Acacia Catechew. It, huh. it, it has Catechin in it, which right. is a major component of right. chocolate, sure, green tea, tea. Sure. apples. And uh, the combination was synergistic to either one.
1: Wow. And I want to hear about the curry as well. Hold that thought. We're going to pick it up when we return. Moving around, joint health, men's health. Dr. Luke Bucci joining us on Healthy Talk Radio.
0: This is Healthy Talk Radio, news, talk, and information for a healthy lifestyle. Changing health care one idea at a time. Here's Deborah Ray.
1: An important uh, regular weekly feature about science-based nutrient supplementation, Dr. Luke Bucci, the Vice President of Research for Shift Nutrition International, uh, is our guide on a regular basis. We're in the midst of a men's health uh, series focus today talking about joint health and moving around, and we were talking about some of those uh, those important nutrients uh, as well as um, other uh, agents, uh, botanical, plant-based agents that can even address um, um, uh, inflammation, and we uh, we're talking about these uh, ones from from Chinese herbal medicine, as well as uh, curcumin. Please continue, Luke.
2: Right, that's probably the other uh, one of the few herbal e- extracts that has some human testing. But again, as you mentioned before, it's a dose issue. You can find curcumin or or turmeric, which is a very low potency. in a a, a variety of joint care products, but uh, in just about 99.9% of them, the dose is inadequate to match Mm -hmm. uh, the benefits seen in human clinical studies, which Mm -hmm. can get over the 1 to 2 gram a day range. So we're about 10 times below that. Or you don't know because sometimes it's stuck in a proprietary blend of several other ingredients, so you don't really know what you're getting. You have to be careful with blends. If there's more than two or three ingredients, it's hard to tell if you're getting enough of anything. So uh, it has great promise, and I think one day we'll see a lot more about it. But right now, it's just not being done well, so I wanted to make sure everybody was well-informed on that. Uh, Boswellia is another herb, and it Mm -hmm. has some extracts that look really potent. And again, I think it, uh, some companies will be putting it in the right amounts and some won't. I think if you search the web for Boswellia, look at the literature, see what kind of doses you have, uh, you'll get the right amount. It's going to be costly, though. These herbs are going to take around 30 bucks a month to do right. Uh, if, if And that's if you do have the right amount of stuff. So uh, one other thing I wanted to mention real quickly, though, that we touched on was the uh, injuries and concussions, and that I don't have any high school-age kids, but if I did and they were playing football, I'd have them on five grams a day of creatine, just a creatine monohydrate. Right. And uh, there's been very, very successful studies in animals that are tightly controlled where you basically give mice a concussion and you feed them creatine before, during, and after, and wow, it just saves the brain. And in yeah. fact, we've just got a study out this week that creatine helps improve cognitive performance in the elderly. I wrote a, a book review that, or sorry, chapter for a uh, book that's coming out soon about uh, brain nutrients, and creatine was one of them. It, it's it, I I would definitely stick with the creatine for my kids, just for the brain, not even worry about the muscles.
1: How intriguing. We always listen and learn. Thank you so much. You always do such a great job. We appreciate it, Luke.
2: My pleasure, Deborah.
1: Dr. Luke Bucci joining us today. Our men's health series. Our focus on science-based nutrient supplementation. Moving around. Joint health. And Deborah a reminding you: live long, stay healthy.